Hello and welcome to the Student Voice podcast. My name is Caroline Duggan and I will be hosting this new podcast series from NUI Galway. Over the next number of weeks, I will be chatting with current NUI Galway students about their particular course. So if you are a leaving or pre-leaving cert student and you are considering your university options for next year, then this podcast is definitely for you. Likewise, if you're a parent, guardian, teacher, or maybe a guidance counsellor of a Leaving Cert class, please share the link and encourage your students to listen in. Because hopefully, hearing these first-hand accounts from current students will really help a student in their decision-making process. My guest today is Orla Lyons, and Orla is from Ennis in County Clare. She attended Kalosh the Wirra Secondary School in Ennis and Orla has just completed her speech and language therapy degree at NUI Galway, CAO code GY503. Orla, you are very welcome to the Student Voice podcast. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, delighted to have you and thank you for taking the time to join me. Orla, I want to begin by taking you back to the Leaving Cert year in Kalosh the Wirra in Ennis. Had you a clear idea about what you wanted to study after the Leaving Cert? Well, Caroline, I suppose I didn't. And that's what led me to do a lot of research. I found it quite difficult to decide which path I wanted to go down. I had a vague idea that I wanted to work in healthcare and that I wanted to work with people and in a practical job and potentially in a hospital. Um, but I wasn't sure what to settle on. So I did lots of research and tried to whittle it down to three or four choices. Okay, so tell me about the type of research you did. Did you do open days? How did you go about it, Orla? Yes, Caroline, I went to the NUI Galway Open Day and the UL Open Day because those were the colleges that I was particularly interested in going to. And I also looked on Qualifax and Career Portal. And then I found it really useful to go on each website for the college. So in particular, the NUI Galway website, and they give a breakdown for each of the courses and the modules that are involved. And I found that that really helped me to narrow my choices because I, I saw the modules that I really wanted to study in college. Yeah, that's some really good advice because that's something a lot of students don't do. They just don't take the time to do the research, to go onto the website, look closely at what you're going to be studying each and every year, because that really does give you an insight into whether the course is going to be for you or not. It does, Caroline, and it gives you an idea of what to expect as well, because I know it's daunting when you're starting a new course, but you, if you have an idea of what you're studying every year and what your progression is going to be like, it can make it... Um, a lot more relaxing and enjoyable to start your yeah. first year in college. Yeah, absolutely. Just want to talk to you a little bit about your subject choice for the Leaving Cert, because you do need to have at least one science degree for speech and language therapy. Am I right? That's correct, Caroline. And so I studied my core subjects and then I had technology, ag agricultural science and geography. And uh, this is unusual. I think I may have been the only one in the class that didn't study, we'll say, chemistry or biology. Um, but this didn't impact me at all in the course, even though there is a lot of science elements in it. Um, I knew that those were the subjects for Leaving Cert that I'd enjoy studying. And I was still covered with geography and agricultural science for the entry requirements of the course. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so, Orla, what does a speech and language therapist actually do? 
Yeah, so a speech and language therapist, it's a very broad job. So we work with a variety of clients and age groups. So we work for with small babies all the way up to the elderly. And we work in a few areas. So speech, which would be the likes of um, lisps that you might have heard of. And you may have heard of also of stammers. And then other areas we work with are language, voice. So, for example, working with transgender clients is a new area. We also, a huge area for us is feeding, eating, drinking and swallowing. And that's not one that people normally associate with speech and language therapy, but that's a huge role for us in hospitals. And so in terms of areas that we work in, we work in hospitals, we work in schools, we work in clinics. And so it's really broad and there is something for everyone in it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. So it's about communication, how to help people communicate. And sometimes why somebody mightn't be communication effectively can be as much kind of mental as physical. So do you study some elements of psychology as part of speech and language therapy? Yes, Caroline, we study lots of psychology. We study different types of psychology, such as cognitive psychology and learning psychology. And we also study um, cognitive neuropsychology as well when you get to third year, which is really in depth and learning about the brain. And um, this helps us to understand why our clients may not be communicating. Okay, really, really interesting. Um, let's just talk a little bit in detail now about the course itself. So when you come in in first year, what kind of subjects are you taking, Orla? Okay, so in first year, it's a really broad year. So you're you're getting a taste of each of the subjects and getting a background of what you'll need in more depth as the years go on. It's a spiral curriculum. So they start by giving you an introduction to each module. So what you'll be studying is the likes of anatomy, physiology, linguistics, and communication impairments and dysphagia, which is um, the speech and language side of things. So your speech and your language and the feeding and eating that I, I discussed earlier. Okay, interesting. And talk to me a little bit about work placement, because work placement is built into the course over the four years. Am I correct? Yes. So in your first year, you get your first taste of working with clients. And that's when you go out to a primary school and you start working with um, young children to get get into the swing of it, really. And then in second year, it becomes more specific and you work, you're paired with a fourth year. And we have actually an on-site clinic at NUI Galway, so we're very lucky. And you start to work with clients. And then in second year, in the second semester, you go out for your first time on your on your own or maybe a paired placement um, to a clinic. And then in third year and fourth year, you also do longer placements and they could be working with adults or children or even in disabilities. If you're interested in working with people with intellectual disabilities. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's very it's a very practical course, then, isn't it, Orla? Oh, very practical. So although it's quite an academic course and there is lots of study, there is also a break and you get to do lots of practical work and you learn while you're doing placement. Yeah, that's that's a really, really beneficial. Plus, you're, you're kind of building your CV as you go as well, because you're going to have a lot of practical experience on your CV when you graduate. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you at the end, they help you build your CV. So you have a clinical CV each year you add to it. And then by the time you get to fourth year, it's ready and you're ready for your interviews because you've had all the experience behind you. Great. Um, you mentioned, you know, that it's quite an academic course, so even though there's a lot of practical to it, there is quite a lot of academic as well. How are you assessed? Is it continuous assessment or is it just it all goes on one big exam at the end? How does that work in speech and language, Orla? Uh, so you have a lot of projects along the way. 
And for the first three years, there's a lot of group projects, which is nice because not everything rides on your a final exam or a project that you have to do on your own. Although there is individual assignments, there are a lot of group is a lot of group work for the first three years. And then there are end of semester exams in each year. And also we have OSCEs, which are practical exams. So that's another element where if you are a practical person, you can also gain marks through your practical exams. So you're finished now. You've graduated. It was probably an unusual graduation. I'm assuming it was a virtual graduation. Am I right? Because of COVID-19? Yes, it was very unusual. We had our graduation in our gardens this year. Unexpected, but it was just as lovely. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. So what are your future plans then, um, Orla? What are you thinking about right now? So what I'm planning on doing now is continuing on and doing a master's in advanced healthcare practice and research and also going on the job search and hopefully get a job. I'd really like to work with adults, um, particularly in acute care, In so that would be in a hospital environment. Okay, fab. Okay, so you have a, quite a clear idea about what you want to be. And something else that a little bird told me, um, you were recently awarded a gold medal from NUI Galway for civic engagement, the first gold medal um, for health sciences. Am I right? That's correct. I was absolutely honoured to have received this award. It was the inaugural award for um, the discipline of health sciences. And I suppose it, I was very proud because I had put a lot of effort into being involved in my community over the years with civil defence. And I suppose that's something I'd say to everyone going into a course is to try and get involved in volunteering if you can outside of your academics. Yeah, because that, again, that looks so good on your CV. I, I think something like 40 to 50 percent of employers look to see if you volunteered while at university. And again, it's building your CV and giving you real real life experience. Tell me a little bit about the work with the civil defence, Orla. So with civil defence, I'm involved in lots of different areas. So uh, primarily search and rescue, emergency medicine. And within search and rescue, it'd be like drones. It could be water search and rescue, so swift water rescue. And I'm also a coxswain, so that's the person in charge of the boat for search and rescue. And yeah, it's it's really nice to be involved with civil defence. And um, we're always out and about in the community, and it really builds your communication skills, which is important for this job as well, in particular. That's amazing. And congratulations. Well done, Orla. It sounds like you were a very, very deserving winner of the first gold medal. So well done. I always end a podcast by asking my guests if they were to be able to have the opportunity to give some advice to their 17 or 18 year old self. So that person you were back then in Kalosh, the Wera, what one piece of advice would that be, Orla? I suppose it leads on to what we were just talking about, um, Caroline. It's the being involved in as much as you can in college and I suppose one thing that I let go was some of my hobbies and in particular like if you play an instrument or you're involved in sports that you enjoyed in secondary school is to try and continue them on while you're putting your best foot forward with your academics and it's a lot of change going on when you move to college um, but to try and keep those hobbies up because number one they look good in your CV that you're involved in other aspects of the campus life but also you build so many friendships through sport and through hobbies that that they're there for the rest of your life you know yeah and that's the key isn't it? it's about balance it's about finding that balance between academic and and your sports and your hobbies 
Absolutely. It's the work-life balance. You know, you have to enjoy your college experience as much as as, as you can because it, it, the four years go pretty quick. They do. They just fly by. They fly. Um, Orla, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I want to wish you the very best of luck in your future career plans. I've no doubt that um, you will be a shining uh, light and ambassador for NUI Galway. So well done and keep up all the good work that you do in your own community. I think it's excellent. Thank you, Caroline. And best of luck to all the leaving certs. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Orla. So next week, I'm joined by Adam Cameron, and Adam is studying global languages at NUI Galway. So again, maybe if you know of a student thinking about studying languages at university, please share the link and encourage them to join us next week. So until then, Slonga Fall. Mm-hmm.